Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. All right, everybody, it's Mike here with BeastNet, and I'm talking to Candace Thornton Day, I think is what it says on Facebook, but I think it's just Candace Day. Um, how are you doing, Candace? I'm doing great. How are you, Mike? I'm doing all right. So, what do you prefer to be called? Is it Candace or? Candace, all right. So how are you? You're doing good? Yeah, just finishing up uh, the work day. Getting ready for a busy weekend. Nice. Getting ready for Seattle next weekend? You doing the Spartans? Uh, yes, I'm actually going to be running in the Super in the age group, 30 nice. to 39. Nice. So you're a youngin' is what you're saying. <laughs> Some days. <laughs> oh. If you ask me the day after I run the race, uh, don't feel so young. <laughs> So are you doing? Uh, yeah. Are you doing the super and then the the sprint the next day, or are you just doing the one race? Um, I plan on actually volunteering during the sprint. Okay. So uh, my goal is to volunteer at the beer tent. We'll see, see, I don't know if I could volunteer at the beer tent because I think I'd just sit there and drink it all day. But especially after <laughs> doing the super the day before. That may or may not occur. <laughs> I will not say. <laughs> see, we always call it, you know, because we're. The rest of us are crazy. We actually usually do the super and then the sprint the next day because the, the sprint is active recovery. I think it's just active insanity, but... <laughs> but That's a beautiful idea. I think I'll consider it probably uh, when I head over to Montana for the next one. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, Montana. In the sprint. Montana's an easy one. You'll definitely want to do the sprint the next day. Nice. I'm, well, I look forward to it. I'll see you over there, right? Yeah, I'll be there. I'm full of crap on that, too, just so you know. There's nothing easy about Montana. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've heard that it's uh, it's definitely quite the climb. Um, it is. After having gone to San Jose and done Mount Diablo, um, I'm, I'm going to just train the hills until I get there. So. Yeah, I'm pretty much. from Montana originally. So okay. Yeah, Montana's my, like. On my home turf. Montana's, there's no logic to Montana. You pretty much do like <laughs> 10 miles of uphill and then somehow you end up back at the festival without ever going down. It's insane. I don't get it. Wow. You like go through like a loophole or something and you end up right back at the festival without ever a downhill. I swear there's no downhills in that place. Go through some sort of portal, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, this will be my fourth year doing Montana. So it's... Right on. It's brutal. It's, it's uh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely its own its own special beast. But you'll love it. I mean, it's one of those things. I say that. I talk about Montana like it's this horrible race all the time. But what's funny is, like I said, this is my fourth year doing it. <laughs> right. You're just addicted to the pain. Yeah. If, if I hated it so much, I wouldn't be going back for the fourth year. I'd be like, you know, maybe not. But yeah, no. I'll be back. So, all right. I'm good to hear. So what got you into this wonderful sport of OCR? What, what inspired you to do this? a lot um you know mostly because people out there they that don't do this they think i'm crazy um so well i mean we're not saying you're not but (laughs) well i'm not saying i'm not yeah i I must be a little bit Um, but i'm in good company yes um so back in 2016 uh i guess just two years ago now um my husband came home all excited. He wanted to do the Tough Mudder. He's going to go do this with his friends. Um, he is an army officer, so he gets to work out all the time. And he was showing his videos and all excited. And I said, wow, I want to do that. And he looked at me and he goes, 
Oh, that's and the wrong thing to say. Went, what? <laughs> I said, all right, <laughs> let me show you. So, um, I used to, uh, a lifetime ago, I used to be a boxer, um, a semi pro, the regional champion, and I used to train and, and do all kinds of fitness. And I've been in school and I've been a mom and, you know, just lost that part of myself. Yeah. And um, I guess it was just, at first, it started out with, uh, like, okay, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. You know, you're wrong about me. And it, it really was that, you know, he just had never really seen that side of me. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was out of shape. Um, I couldn't even run a mile. <laughs> uh, so when I started, it took me about 18 minutes to run one mile. Um, and that was pushing myself. And I'm and almost I there. About, I trained for about two months, and I went to the, the Seattle super because it was the very first obstacle course race that I could find. Yeah. Um, and I was about two miles in, I tore my cap Ooh. and I, yeah, um, it took me about five hours to finish and I couldn't walk for three days after I was in recovery for three months after, um, but I was hooked and yeah. I just haven't looked back and I, you know, not only have I shown him that I could do it, I, sh- I proved it to myself and I reconnected with the athlete, the inner athlete that I had lost. Um, and so, yeah, so that's what got me started. Um, you know, and really what just keeps me going is just um, being, well, for one, the community. You know, being out there, there's there's a camaraderie about it, you know, with our team and just in general with, with other Spartans um, that I only had ever experienced when I was in boxing. Yeah. And so that's a huge part of it for me. Um you know, being a stay-at-home mom and a student, I was so isolated for so long. I'd lost social skills. And, um, you know, the Spartan community really pulled me back out of my shell. And so, you know, it just has brought me back to life, um, given me some, some goals and purpose. And, and then being able to transform my body, being able to go get stronger. <laughs> um, you know, I've gained about 12 pounds in muscle. Um, nice. Since I started. Yeah, and um, I lost about 10% body fat, so, you know, and I can do the monkey bars, I just, I just finally beat the monkey bars after two years of training, so, um, yeah, that's awesome, that's kind of my story about how I got started and what keeps me going, um, see, that's what's funny, is as a big guy, for whatever reason, the monkey but everything else is hard. But the monkey bars are, like, easy for me. I don't know why. You know, and I've come to realize that we all have something that is our personal nemesis out there. And it doesn't always seem to be the same for everybody. No. You know, like, I'm always surprised when someone's like, I hate the dunk wall or I hate the sandbag carry. And I'm like, those are easy for me. Like, I'll take five dunk walls over the multi-rig or the twister, <laughs> you know? So. See, and I'm one of those ones. I hate the dunk wall. I, I yeah, literally, we're all so different and that's I mean that's what's so great about the race right you know it's testing us all in different ways yes and I mean I don't know what it is I don't know why but I have I don't have a problem putting my head underwater like I didn't have a problem in Montana the first year because it was like running water and I could see what was down there but the second I'm in water that's like muddy and murky I, I just I have a mental block where I just cannot I don't want to put my head under the water and I don't it's just one of those weird the only times I've done okay at it was uh when uh 
I was doing one of the hurricane heats and it was pretty much the entire rest of everyone doing the hurricane heat was doing planks until I finished. So it, it was, everyone was going through it, but you know, it was one of those, the longer it took for me, the longer it was going to take for them to do the planks. And I just, I didn't oh think gosh. about it. It was like, okay, I just need to go. And I didn't even think about it. I just went under and kept going. Cause it was like, I wasn't going to be that guy that helped my team up. So yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like it's, it's more of a mental block for you yeah. then. And it is. And that's it. The second it was basically if I didn't do it, I was going to, you know, hurt my team. All of a sudden I had no problem. But if there's not that push that you have to go, then I have issues with it. So it's just, it's a mental block of some sort that I have issues with. There's that. And then my other big nemesis is the rope. So the rope. yep. Which is funny. The first, the very first Spartan race I did, the Montana race in 2015, no problems. Went straight up the rope, never had a problem. And ever since then, never been able to do it in 20 plus races. I've never been able to do it again. And I can't, I don't know what was so different that first time. I've had that happen too, you know, or something. I I feel like I'm kind of a master at it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I got this. And then I get there and for whatever reason at that moment, not, it's not happening. Like I had that happen with the uh, Hercules or Hercules twice. Yeah, the Hercules. Are you listening to the sandbag? Yep. Yeah, that's a hurt course. Um, yeah, and that, I've always, that's like no problem. Anything that's lifting for me is, is easy. I'm kind of built like a pack horse, you know, so like bring it on, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah, I got this. And I got up there and my my hands failed me, you know, it was at the end of the race, it was uh, Sacramento. Yeah. And they had it right at the end. And for whatever reason, by the time I got to that point, my hands were just gone i couldn't hold on to anything yeah and that happens and i I think that's part of it when i the very first time i had to do the monkey bars or not the monkey bars but the rope it was within the first mile so i hadn't done anything else yet my hands hadn't been taxed in any way and i went straight up at no problem and then the next race it was like at the very end of the race and then it became i think it's more of a mental block too it's why i can't do it because i just i can't right yeah yeah. Yeah, I can understand that for sure. I, that that might have been why I actually was able to get through the monkey bars last time. You know, it was at the top of the mountain or whatever. The, yep. Um, San Jose one, and I hadn't already gone through any other failures yet, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it this time. <laughs> Got up there and did it. You know, so that's awesome. It's, uh, interesting how it's you know it's so much of a mental game. And it is also what's so addicting about it too is really like you're pushing your body to levels that you never push yourself to and then on the top of that you've got to push your mind you know and your spirit at the same time yeah and that's what it comes down to a lot is i mean it's like it is a lot of mental so i mean mentally you have to decide to get off the couch mentally you have to decide to sign up and right there you've already beaten 90 percent of the people out there you got off the couch and you signed up you know then you've got to get there and a lot of it's mentals once you're there i mean Two years ago, Montana took us 13 and a half hours. We could have quit at any time. But mentally, we're like, nope, we're going to keep going. And we told all of our teammates that were with us, we're all finishing. You know, if you quit, I quit. So let's go. And I mean, it just mentally, you know, sometimes that's what it takes. It's the mental part. You know, I mean, when I did my marathon, it was mental. It was there was no physical by the end of it. By the end of it, physically, I was done. But mentally, I'm like, nope, I got to keep going. So there's a mental definitely a huge mental part so yeah absolutely so what's yeah, and i feel like i mentally can keep going a lot longer than my body <laughs> or can give a lot more you know yeah my, uh, my next goal is to try to get my my physical state to be at that same level 
Yeah. Oh, you're gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say what? What's the hardest thing you've overcome? What What was the one challenge that mentally? I don't know if I want to use the word basic, but mentally broke you, but you kept doing it anyway. Or have you had that challenge? You mean as far as, well, okay. Um, I think, so we have our health system, our society kind of wrapped around these metrics of uh, what the scale says, you know, the BMI chart, the body fat percentage, um, yeah. you know, that's the latest trend. And yep. so, you know, and then, and then on top of that, you know, as a female, it's like, you know, we're constantly being faced with, these perfect body images and ideal bodies and, you know, just onslaught of, um, you got to look like this and you don't, so buy our product. And, you know, it's when, when you're trying to, you know, be a good wife, be a good mom, be a good student, be a good employee, be a good friend, you know, be a good daughter, (laughs) trying to do all that. And then, um, you know, like, I mean, having a career and raising two babies, you know, that alone and then everything else. And then going and pushing yourself to not only just fitness level, but like a, a, a higher level of fitness uh, than the average norm. You know, it's it's um, it's a lot of um, a lot of pressure. Yeah. And so you want it to see is. something to keep you going, right? And for me, um, you know, I gave you those numbers of you know how my muscle has changed and my body fat percentage has gone down, right? Yes. But it's still hard to step on the scale. Um, you know, to, to go shopping, the, uh, the metrics for the rest of me, it hasn't really changed a whole lot. I mean, visually you can see a change, but I get, I get kind of, um, tied up in the numbers sometimes. Yeah. So I, I had a pretty good, in the first year, I had a pretty good initial change and then I've kind of just stagnated and, um, keep pushing myself harder and harder and taking away more, you know, sugars and taking away more carbs and taking away more calories not seeing any change and so for me mentally um you know that's the struggle to, as a the voice that says oh, i don't really feel like working out i have a million other things to do um it's not going to matter if i do or not you know that, that voice that kind of tells me to not go to the gym and just go take care of other things and and i have to like defeat that you know and say no doesn't matter what happens the rest of the day i need to get that workout in it's going to make me stronger even if I don't see it, I'm going to feel it, you know? And so that's the, the kind of, uh, daily, weekly mental battle that I get into. Um, you know, and sometimes it, I have to find the rewards, um, in other small ways, you know, uh, just by taking pictures and keeping track that way. Um, having like some sort of outfit that I'm like trying to get into or, um, you know, having, defeating something on the course. Yeah like I did this last time. Um, and actually there's more than, more than one obstacle that I, that I performed really well compared to before. And, but the, but defeating the monkey bars, that one had been such a crushing one for me every single time. I'm not sure what it was, but every time I failed it, it just took the life out of me. And it was a struggle to get through the next um, couple of miles following it. So to beat that one, you know, those are the rewards that I have to, really redirect myself and look at instead of all the metrics and that's my yeah. biggest mental battle you know societal precepts letting them go <laughs> yeah and and that is the hardest part I think that was one of the things that I had I mean I've I'm not at the where I want to be now but I mean there was a point a few years back where I lost a whole lot of weight and that was the hardest part for me was 
not looking at the scale. I actually got to a point where I think I went two months without ever stepping on a scale, even though I was working out and doing everything every day. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, how much weight have you lost? I'm like, I don't know. Because I quit caring about the weight and started caring more about how my pants felt, if that makes sense. You know, how all of a sudden, you know, I was back into 32, you know, 32 inch jeans or whatever. It was more about that to me than about the weight because I started noticing that I would lose five pounds, but all of a sudden I could wear 32 inch jeans when I was wearing, you know, I lost two inches in my waist, but only lost five pounds. And it was, I had to realize that sometimes I was losing weight, but I was gaining muscle. So the scale is really, the scale doesn't tell you enough because the scale is, you know, it only measures weight. It doesn't measure the difference in like fat versus muscle and stuff like that. And that's where a lot of people miss and end up having major issues because they're like, oh, well, this is worthless. I'm not losing weight. I'm not doing what I should be. So I shouldn't do this when in all reality, they're losing fat, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. You know, and gaining muscle, and that's why they're actually—they're not technically losing the weight, they, but they are. If you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's you know it's hard to see sometimes, especially when uh, with the way that women are built. You know, we have a lot of areas where that that softness is covering our our hard muscles underneath. Yeah. You know, so you know we tend to see something and go, okay, we're not seeing a difference here. And it, it just takes a lot longer for us to see it. And, um, you know, even the, I forget what they're called, but there's the, um, like, the electromagnetic, uh, what is it called? The, the machine that will measure your um, your body fat percentage. Oh, and, yeah. I know what you're um, talking about, but I like don't remember some of the total nutrition places. But yeah. even those can be completely off. Um, I've been going to the one here local to where I live in Lacey, and the... Um, difference between if I go before a workout or after a workout I mean it's like four percent you know yeah. two pounds and so I mean that's it's all like you have to realize you gotta take it with a grain of salt and really focus on do I feel stronger yes can I run faster you know can I run longer and and focus on the output and not so much um these arbitrary numbers that somebody decided a hundred years ago mattered yeah when most time those numbers are way off I mean it's like for one, like the BMI for me, uh, I'm 240 right now. And according to my BMI, I should be 140. Now, I graduated high school at 140 pounds. My nickname was Stick Boy because I was so small. And I'm just keep thinking back and I'm like, my chest wasn't as big as it is now, like skeletal wise and everything else. Cause I mean, I was only 18. I still grew my chest and shoulders grew after that. It's like, if I was 140 pounds right now, I would look like a meth addict. I would look like I'm, I'm on drugs. I mean, it would not be healthy. And my doctors even said, she's like healthy for you would be about 170, 180, you know, not yeah. 140 that your BMI is completely wrong, but it's, they don't take into like body shape and body, you know, density and stuff like that. Yeah, BMI is so off. And I mean, most of my friends that have been like bodybuilders or stuff like that, their their BMI is wrong because I mean they're muscular and the muscle weighs more and they're so I mean technically they're over they're obese. Even though, you know, according right. to BMI, but Right, like like all NFL players oh, yeah, much. are obese. Yeah. According yeah. to BMI. I mean BMI is just it's it's an antiquated it's an antiquated <laughs> measuring system that nobody it shouldn't be used anymore. I mean, it should be right. more, I mean, most of the time when these nutritionists and stuff are, look, are 
doing stuff with you, they're looking at you and it's like, how can you look at me and tell me that my BMI should be 140? Right. You know? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And, and so, you know, but you know, you get raised with those numbers and, yeah. and this is important and this is where you need to be at. And so many people have it stuck in their heads, doctors, nurses, PTs, you know, it's so, it's hard to just ignore a lot of times, you know, so yeah. And so that's why it's, you know, still been a battle, even though I know all that information. Yeah. And, and so, it yeah, is. to the people out there that are battling that, you know, it's like, just keep it in mind, you know, focus on how much stronger you are. Yeah. How you feel. And that is, it's, it's really about how you feel. I mean, that's one thing for me that took me a long time to realize that, you know, I would look at pictures and I would do them weigh or that, you know, weigh myself and measure myself. And I'm like, Oh, it's not doing anything. I'm plateaued. This sucks. This is horrible. But then I'm like, but I feel 10 times better than I did last month. So something's working. It's just not working in the measurements that I've been told have been good all my life, but it's still working, Right. you know? And that, that's what I need and you to won't feel that right away no. either too. I think it's important to know, you know, for anyone who's starting, like you won't feel great in the beginning. Um, mm. if you push yourself too hard in the beginning, you're going to feel kind of like crud, you know, until your body starts to adjust and adapt and get stronger and stuff. And, you know, and if you hit that wall where you're like, Oh, you know, it's not doing anything. I'm just going to quit. That's the part where um, you really have to take your mind and go, no, I'm not going to quit, not yet. I'm going to give it, like, set your goal again. Be like, okay, I'm right here. I'm starting now. I've got another month. I'm going to check in with myself again and um, just keep on keeping on and forget, you know, that I wanted to be at, at this weight or this size, you know, and you just have to kind of reset yourself because I think a lot of times it's easy for us to, like, go, well, it's doing anything anyway, so now I'm going to have that donut. You know, I've been working yeah. hard for two months, so now I'm going to eat that pizza. And you just have to remind yourself that if you do that, then you're going to take away all the effort you put in. Yeah. It's not worth it. Well, and the big thing, too, is to put to make your goals realistic. I see way too mm-hmm. many people that are like, I'm going to lose 40 pounds by next month. And I'm like, right. no, you're not. And then you're not going to. And now you're discouraged and you're going to quit working out. But if you say, hey, I'm going to lose five pounds in the next month and I'm going to lose 40 by the end of the year. That's more realistic. You know, now you're setting a realistic goal that you can actually attain. But I mean, I think people set goals that are way too high. And then when they don't mm-hmm. hit them, they're like, yep, I'm done. No more for me. Right. You know, and, and I'm, you know, it's the fad dieting. Yep. You know, the, the trendy dieting that's going on and they're like, Oh, you can lose 20 pounds in one month. And you know, you can with some of those things. And, you can, you know, especially, yeah, I mean, you totally can, but you also have to really be careful because it's not always healthy for your heart. It's uh, no. not always healthy for your body to have that sudden drop. And so gradual weight loss is sustainable weight loss. You know? Exactly. And that's the problem is most of the time with those fad diets, you're going to drop 20 pounds in a month, but you're going to gain 30 back the next month. Yeah. And, and that's and where... how long can you sustain that yeah. kind of lifestyle that it's making you have, you know, just to lose the 20 pounds? Yeah, it's like it gives you a sustainable a lifestyle that's not sustainable. I mean, most of the time, right. to lose that twenty pounds, you're 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 not giving your body the nutrition that you need. Mm-hmm. So most of them say to only do it for a month because of the fact that your body can only handle it, and really it can't. But your body can basically handle it for that month, and then after that, you're going to do serious damage if you don't stop. And they don't tell you that part. 
but it, it's that's why you know if you go to a real nutritionist nutritionist talk to you know people who've done it, it it's a gradual thing i mean when i did it i dropped 70 pounds but it was over nine months mm-hmm. and yeah absolutely and that's what they find in studies too you know i mean you look at like the um was the biggest loser and they've done studies on that and they found that the people um you know who really kept a sustainable like lifestyle change are the ones that have been successful yeah you know, it's, it's got to be a that, lifestyle change. It does. And I mean, that was the thing that, you know, uh, where I got unlucky and I made the mistake was I dropped 70 pounds, but I blew my knee out at the end. Oh, yeah. You know, while I was running a half marathon, I blew my knee. And that to me was like, well, I'm done. I guess I better sit on the couch and eat some potato chips, which I mean, I've said this a few times and everyone's like, yeah, that's not, I'm like, no, really, that's pretty much what happened. I blew my knee out and said, okay, can't do anything. Running was my way of losing weight. So I'm done now. It sat down on the couch with a bum knee for a year and a half and gained 50 pounds. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it, it's that simple. I mean, it's just, it's a mindset. When I blew my knee, the better reaction would have been, okay, I can't run. What can I, what can I do? And that's where a lot of people, myself included, focus too much is, oh, I hurt this part of my body. I can't do anything. I can't do what I did. Yeah, so that's what happened when I tore my calf. And yeah. I mean, I, I really did tear my calf. I had to go to a physical therapist and it was, <laughs> it was pretty bad. I was dragging my leg like a zombie oh. and I had to, you know, like I said, I go to a physical therapist and they said, you can't run. And I'm like, but I just started doing it again and yeah. I'm feeling good about it. <laughs> and so, um, I just shifted my focus and started doing retraining instead and kind of got addicted to it. Um, but I rebuilt the muscles kind of all supporting the calf. Yep. Um, and then worked the calf into it, you know, gradually and low low weights for just the calf area, but I focused on, you know, the glutes and everything else, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that I could focus on and then the upper body strength, of course. And, um, Is- yeah, you just got to find, like, other, other ways to keep yourself active when you're faced with that kind of crushing defeat and it just, you know, it takes it out of you. It does. And I mean, that's what's, that's awesome that you found another. And I mean, it's one of those things for you. You got lucky. You, you did it. You found something that worked while you were injured, but also you enjoyed. So, I mean, now I'm guessing your workout yeah. probably includes running and weights. Yeah. It's really funny. Um, I, until Spartan racing, I never had done any weight training. Yeah. Um, even as a boxer. I mean, even when I was in boxing, no, because hmm. we, we did mostly interval. Yeah. Um, and I was like, eh, I don't need that. You know, we, we did a lot of, um, it was mostly just, like I said, like interval body weight, um, you know, hitting the bag and just fighting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then we, we, we focused on um, kind of like smaller muscle groups, that makes sense. Um, yeah. A lot in like the wrist and the neck, things like that. So um, it wasn't all about. In fact, in, in boxing, you really don't want to have big bulky muscles because it slows you down. Yeah, you want the quick, so, the quicker. Um, yeah, yeah, you want quick, quick fire muscles. Yeah, but I mean, I've just fallen in love with it, and it's actually on my lazy days. I'm like, oh, it's like running today, so I just lift the weights. So I'm getting a little bit lazy with my running now. Um, because of it, but I, you know, I'm really glad to connect with that because I'm stronger than I've ever been in my life. And that's what's um, good. I mean, that's one thing that, you know, Spartan, for me, you know, when I when I got back, started to try and get back into running, 
my biggest problem was, is I've done half marathons, stuff like that. And I would get bored mm-hmm. running, you know, being out there for two hours running along and you're like, yeah, this sucks. This is boring. And I just put my headphones in, but I would get bored. So that's what I yeah. found with obstacle course racing where I was like, Hey, the obstacles break up the monotony. Plus it gives me something. Now I don't have to just run fast. I have to lift things. I have to do stuff like that. It takes in a whole different, you know, body, you know, muscles that I wasn't yeah, using before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is. and then you know, I, I think one of the things that I love too about being out there is that, and I, I mentioned this before, is just seeing like how much people help each other, you know, and being able to help each other, you know. And I'm running along in San Jose, and I'm my both my legs are cramping up, as I'm sure pretty much everybody that was there experienced. <laughs> um, and I'm like, you know, I'm like the big girl on the course, you know. I'm like in the competitive group. I'm, <laughs> I'm probably not the most fit one out there, you know. And instead of, like, getting some sort of negative attitude from people, like, oh, God, why are you out here? You know, it's like, hey, good job. Like, keep going. Good job, Spartan. You know, it's just that's the kind of things that you hear out there. People are encouraging each other. And yes. it's something that you don't really see out there in the rest of the world these days, you know? No, so you don't. Positive energy, so. And that is one of the things and I love. People helping each other over the walls and stuff, you know? And, I mean... It's just a beautiful thing to see, really. It's something that I, I think a lot of us, I know I do, just take it from the course and take it out into your daily life. Yeah, yeah, so. you do. I mean, that's one of the things, I mean, I, like I said, I love that kind of, you know, helping whatever. I mean, it's, I'll be honest, in a lot of ways, it's why I did the career change I did. I stepped away from being a manager and went into a safety field because I could help people. Because I enjoy doing it so much on the Spartan course. It's like, why not do it in my real life? Let's help people. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's fun. I mean, I love Spartans for that reason. Cause you get to help people. I mean, for me, I mean, you've seen me, I'm not exactly the fittest guy either. Um, I have an issue with injuries. And then, like I said earlier, using my injuries as an excuse not to work out. So that's something that's going to change, <laughs> but it, it's, you know, I'm one, I have a bad habit of letting my injuries get in the way of working out, but not in the way of me doing a Spartan, which sometimes can be bad. But, you know, I mean, I've very rarely have said no to a race because of an injury. You know, um, I'm sure you've heard of the stories of me doing Hawaii in a boot. You know, it, oh, that it's, was you. yes, that was me. <laughs> that oh was me. Uh, I did Hawaii in a boot. But I mean, the one thing that I've said in my defense every time about this, the doctor said it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> The doctor said I was fine. As long as I didn't land on that foot, I was good. But oh, wow. but I had shattered my foot eight weeks before Hawaii. And wow. the doc- the doctor's like, you can put weight on your foot. You can walk on the boot. Just don't land on it. And you're fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Well, good. Let's go. That you never know. happens at a Spartan no. race. You never no. land on your foot. No, I, yeah. <laughs> By the end of the race, my right leg hurt so bad from landing on it, on trying to like keep myself from landing on my left foot. But it was yeah. one of those, I told myself I was going to Hawaii. I told myself I was doing the races and then I got hurt and I'm like, well, I'm doing it anyway. And, yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's one of those things this year I'm going to Hawaii. This is my third time to Hawaii. And this time I'm finishing all three. I, I, the first year I only finished one because I couldn't move quick enough with the boot. And last year I ended up uh, switching my shoes not too 
like a month before Hawaii and that did not go well. And I ended up getting like huge blisters. So I only did two races. I did the beast and the super. And this year, this year I'm doing all three. There's nothing stopping me. I'm going for it. So I, I well, want all three. I'll be cheering for you and spirit. Wishing I could go, but. If you get a chance, you got to go. We'll it's see. gorgeous. It is so beautiful. I mean, it's one uh, of those things. Yeah, I've, I lived in oh. Hawaii actually for a couple of years. Well, so, and yeah, it's at the. I, I really want to go back. It's at the ranch but. where uh, Jurassic Park mm-hmm. and all those were filmed. In fact, the first year we did it, dude, we've got pictures of us standing next to the Jurassic Park sign. So, oh, nice. but it, it's, it's gorgeous. It's like I was telling, uh, Yoshi last week when I was talking to her is there's certain parts where you walk around a corner. I mean, you feel like you're about to die. You're like, this is it. I'm done. I'm dying. And then you walk around a corner and you're pretty much like, yeah, I've died. I'm in heaven. Look at this view. You know, I mean, yeah, it's, it you know, amazing out there. yeah. And Hawaii, or not Hawaii, but Montana is the same. You have the same issues in Montana. You'll be going up a hill if it's sunny out. If it's raining like last year, not so much. But if it's sunny and gorgeous, you'll walk around a corner and be like, yep, I've died. This is heaven. I didn't think it was going to be this painful, but this is heaven. So, (laughs) yeah. Gates of Valhalla. Yep. You find them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. They they have a way of picking the most beautiful venues, but... Yeah, just give you something to take your mind off the pain for a second. Yes. Sometimes, like, I'm going to die, but it's really pretty. But then every <laughs> once in a while, they find ways to, like, torture you even more than yeah. it was, like, Vegas this year. They flipped the course oh. and did it backwards. And oh. the years before, you you started with a river walk down, going downstream down the river for about a quarter mile. And then you'd go through the sand for six miles, and then you had these huge, nasty uphills. I mean, nasty, like almost straight up and down type of uphills. Well, this year, they flipped it. So you didn't end with these big, nasty uphills. You started with them. Oh, okay. And then you went through all the sand, and then that downstream quarter mile from the years before was now an upstream quarter mile. In water that's like just over knee high. So you can't really lift your leg completely out of the water. So you're wow. you're fighting the upstream current for a quarter of a mile. By the time you finish, my legs, my, my quads have never been on that much fire. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I, we were, uh, my friend and I were thinking of going to that one this year, but we decided to go to the San Jose one. I, I always start my year with Vegas. So for the last, this was the third year starting with Vegas. So, but it's, it's awesome. And I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, I never would have thought of that. And you know, now I'm thinking, okay, there's enough rivers around here. Where can I find one? I can walk up because that was the most grueling like quarter mile I've ever done. So yeah, but you need that the hard part is is to get that that current the current's what kills you because walking through water is a pain but all of a sudden when you're there's the current to go with it and yeah yeah. and like i said they pick that perfect part because if you could get lift your legs the parts where you can lift your leg out of the water you could kind of do you had to do knee high you know high knees but you could lift your leg and you didn't have to really fight it you could just you know lift your leg out of the water and go your legs, your ankles, and drag them across. Yeah, might be what you have to do. (laughs) It was just, uh, it was, it was a great idea. I never. It's going to be in the next uh, 
water. Probably. <laughs> that was, it was something I never thought about. It was just like, oh, yeah, this is brutal and nasty, and I'm sure we'll see it again somewhere, but... I know, but you never know when, and, no. and you can train for it, and then maybe not see it again for two years. Yeah, and, and that's the best part about Spartan, <laughs> is... You know what you've yeah. seen. You know you've seen video of what they've done, but then all of a sudden they'll throw some new nasty thing at you, and you're like, "Well, I never trained for this crap." So right. now I'm gonna have to start training for this. But yeah, and that's what I love love about it. It's always something they throw something new in there, and it may not be a new technically a new obstacle, but it's something. It'll be environmental. You know, like the river. Mm-hmm. It was an obstacle, but really it was just an environmental. It's like here's a trail. You got to go up that river. Yeah, so I mean, I expect to see that in Seattle a lot because, you know, they really use a lot of the environment up there. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've been up there, they've used the river, they've used definitely the hillside and all those lovely thorny bushes and yeah. <laughs> vines intermixing that and, and some of the, um, well, if it rains, oh man, some of that oh, yeah. mud can just be brutal. Well, and that's what I told a lot of people is a lot of people... A lot of people who did the super last year in Seattle were like, there's no way I'm coming back to the beast. If there's a beast and it is this nasty and this, no way in hell. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's not yeah, though. I heard it was pretty intense. It's a completely and the beast was dry. Yeah, exactly. And that's it the, was the thing. Dry. There was a lot of places in the beast where you were walking through, like you could kind of see where it was down in divots that mm-hmm. was completely dry during the beast. During the super, that was yeah, like waist high marsh. Mm-hmm. That you're walking through. And I mean, there was, there had to have been like 20 yeah. different types of mud. It was so insane. Oh, it's raining this weekend too. Yeah. Yep. And next so weekend we is. Go. The... We've, got a, we've got a pretty good rainstorm coming in. So. Yeah. Cause I know. Yeah. The first year they did it there. Um, I volunteered for course build. And uh-huh. I remember we put out the, all the, uh, the Atlas balls. And then when it came time oh, for the race, wow. they weren't there anymore. Why? Where we put them out on the river. The river raised and took them all out. So they ended up having wow. to get new ones and put them in a whole different spot. Wow. Yeah, me and Jesse put well, them all out there. Huh? Yeah, they're out there somewhere in the river. Yeah, me and Jesse, Wait. we put them all out there, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, the river raised up and they're gone. So, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's awesome. That's the best part about seeing all these different courses. I mean, I've been I've only been to a few, really. I mean, I've done – last year was three trifectas, but it was – Vegas, Seattle, Montana, Hawaii, Washougal, and then back in Seattle. So, I mean, I haven't really left this area, but I mean, I'm hoping in the next couple of years to start traveling farther to new places and see some of the new races. Uh, yeah. What about like Greece? Is that on the uh, agenda uh, for you? I wish. I wish. Not this year. Maybe next year. If I don't do Hawaii, maybe next year I could do Greece, but a lot of it. Yeah. It's, yeah. I want to. That would be sweet. That's on my list as well. It's on my bucket list. That one's on my bucket list. There's a, there's a few <laughs> things that I've I've added to my bucket list since I started doing Spartan. Bucket I'm, list is getting pretty full. Yes, I mean Greece is on there. Spartan races. Mostly, Greece is on there. The other thing that for me on my bucket list is a triathlon. I want to do a triathlon, but my biggest problem is I am not a strong swimmer, like at all. I can swim enough to like stay alive. But I don't know if I could swim enough to do a triathlon. So it's kind of, that's my, that's my big worry is to, if, to do a triathlon is that I want to be able to do the swim. The bike and the running, I could, I can manage that. But the swim is where I'm like, eh, I don't know. 
So, but that's, that's one of the things on my bucket list. I mean, you know, I had a marathon was on my bucket list, but I did that in November. So, cause I'm dumb, but oh, don't do a marathon unless you have to. <laughs> Everyone no, else? I don't think I could. I think, uh, I think partnering is kind of it for me. Some of those, um, might do some other OCRs, but, um, yeah. you know, it's kind of where my focus is at right now. And I'm just going to stick with that and trying to get, you know, as good at it as I can. That's awesome. Yeah, see, for me, the marathon was just because I told myself I would years ago when I was doing half marathons. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I I just need to get it out of the way. And I I told myself before my 40th, well, I did it the week before my 40th birthday. So, yeah. So I finished it. It was something I will probably never do again, though. But I can say I did it once. So Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors, if you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. Yeah. No, but yeah, Spartan race is my, my thing. I know I've thought about doing like tough martyr and stuff, but like I've told other people, I don't like electric shock, but it is on my bucket list to do it just because I want to do a tough martyr to say I experienced it. But the, the electric shock is what bothers me. I don't like yeah. that thought. Yeah. I don't want to be electrocuted. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the good thing about it is this year they actually moved the um, Spartan race a little bit. Uh, away from the same time that the well, I, I haven't checked to see when the tough mutter is. I know last year they were basically with the same weekend. They were so the same weekend. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm on the Spartan. Sorry, they already got my money. Yep. <laughs> they already got my my loyalty. So yeah, um, that's how I was. This year I can't go to tackle that one. Yeah, and the year before that, I was signed up and all ready to do the tough mutter, but because of my broken mm-hmm. foot. It, it, and a lot of people didn't understand when because I did Hawaii with the the boot on. And Tough Mudder was like two weeks after that, but it was like one of those things that in that two weeks, they told me I could take the boot off Uh and everyone's like, well, you you know, you did Hawaii. I'm like, yeah, but I had the boot (laughs) and the boot was like, it was protection (laughs) for that foot, you know, because I did a lot of damage to it. And it was just like, I was worried about the Tough Mudder because now the boot wasn't there and I was worried, you know, that I would do more damage because I had, I didn't have that, the buffer. So I wanted to get, you know, and Spartan was like two weeks after that. So I'm like, I'm just going to let it, let my foot do better and I'll, I'll wait for the Spartan. So, so eventually I think I'll do a tough mutter eventually. You know, I've done some of the other ones. I've done warrior and some of those, those, I mean, it sounds bad, but they're just kind of fun. Yeah. Well, and that's how I felt about the dirty dash. I did that last year and I was like, wow, I should have never done this after doing Spartan racing because it, it didn't feel competitive enough. No. Um, I think the most challenging thing for that was that um, I ran the race and then I had my kids there and they were hanging out with a friend of mine and then I took the kids on the course and I thought, oh yeah, I'll just have like a little kids course like they do with Spartan. And no. Nope. It's the same course, only shorter. They cut out a section of it. Yeah. And so here I am trying to get a three-year-old and a five-year-old through this course oh. where 
yeah, some of the obstacles are, you know, adult size. And I'm like, oh, great. But I have to lift them over everything. <laughs> yeah, I've done, because I did Dirty Dash last year. I carry my daughter because she's like, I don't want to do this, mom. And it's too cold. And now I'm carrying a three year old. And yeah. That was the one part that was challenging. It was the second run through. Um, yeah, I do them. Competitive. Yeah, see, my my wife won't do anything, won't do a Spartan. Spartan's too much. She's like, nope, that's too much for me. I've seen what it does for, to you, and I ain't doing that. But she'll do Dirty Dash. She'll do Warriors. She'll do Survivor, you know, Mud Factor, those ones, because but it's great, though, they're right? easy. <laughs> you know, at least she's getting out there. You know, same yeah. thing you're saying. At least she's getting out there, yeah. and she's doing it. And the people that are, are getting involved in that, it's a great starting point. It and, is. You know, it's fun. You don't have to really worry about, you know, any times or, you know, nope. you don't have to be competitive. You can just go out there and goof off and um, and still feel like you did something you did. You know? Exactly. So, and I mean, that I was. Those are great. They serve a great purpose. They do. And that was my, my thing was, I started with those ones. I did those ones first. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I had a free race for Spartan and I'm like, Hey, this sounds awesome. Let's go do Montana. And yeah, I kind of wish I would have done that though. You know, like I should have just started with those ones. Maybe. I don't know. Well, and that was the outcome would have been as epic for me though. And I think what part of what it was though, is there was no Spartan wasn't really here. I did all the local ones, mm-hmm. you know, Spartan was yeah. in Washougal, but I'm like, yeah, it's in basically Portland. I ain't driving that far for a race. And then, <laughs> You know, I experienced Washougal. That's how I got the free one. I didn't race, but I went there and volunteered while some of my friends raced. And then uh-huh. I was like, you know, at that time, me and my wife were like, well, we need a weekend away. You know, why don't we just go to Montana for the weekend? I'll do the Spartan race, and then we can hang out and do whatever after. It'll be fine. It'll be easy. I've done half marathons, and I've done these little survivor runs. This will be a piece of cake. No problem. Because <laughs> no one told me. No one had told me that Spartan was like, you know, that these ones were like the babies and Spartan was like the granddaddy on steroids. And, (laughs) you know, I get like nine and a half hours later, I finish this race and I'm like, well, that was stupid. (laughs) You're like, next time I'm going to research that a little bit more. I'm going to research a little bit more. And it was, after the San Jose, my friend talked me into it, you know, we did Sacramento and she's like, let's go back and do San Jose. And I'm like, all right. And, you know, then we forgot about it, got it put on the back burner. And then it was, you know, getting close, she's like, hey, we should make arrangements, we should fire, you know, our, our race, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm busy, but yeah, I'll do it real quick, so just hop on, do it real quick, you know, and, and didn't read anything about it, didn't even realize that it was going to be a qualifying event. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, there. that's <laughs> the scary <laughs> thing. like, oh, maybe we should have looked into that just a little bit more, but I'm glad I didn't, you know, because yeah. sometimes it's better that you don't know, you don't it psych is. yourself out, you know, because... You know, yeah, you feel like you're going to die afterwards, maybe, but you didn't, and you know what level you can push yourself to, you know? It's like, you don't even think you can do that, and then you do it, and you're like, holy shit, I can do that. I'm going to do that again, you know? Yeah, and that's that was, like, the thing with me when I did, you know, Montana is, like you said, I think if I had researched it and realized how much different Spartan was compared to these other ones, mm-hmm. I would have been like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, I ain't doing this. This is yeah. just stupid. But because I was just like, oh, this will be fine. No, no big deal. You know, and, you know, the other thing, no one told me that it was a founder's race or what a founder's race even meant. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they, I don't later. Even know. What does that mean? 
uh, the founders race was, and they haven't done one in a while. And usually what it is, it means pretty much like Joe DeSena and basically the founders of Spartan get together and say, how can we make this the most more difficult? <laughs> yeah. The, the worst, like most hardest race you can think of. And that's what they oh did. Oh my gosh. So like that's what they did in San Jose. I was like, I swear to God, they were sitting around the table, and one of them was like, "You know, it'd be funny. Yeah, let's let's put in more hills. Yeah, and that's kind of how it was. Hills. Let's make it look like they're almost done. Yep. When they're at like mile six and a half point whatever, and then let's put in more hills. Yeah. That's pretty oh, like, much Montana. That's pretty much what I think happened when they were designing that course. Yeah, that yeah, was Montana in so 15. Is, yeah, I'm fun. All right. You going to be there again? I forgot. Yes. Yes, I am. Okay, but cool. it was one of those because the medal you got because that, that was one thing that was kind of funny is that first year because I got a trifecta that year. But and it's a mountain series this year. Yeah, it's a mountain series this year, so it's completely different. But last year, or that year, it was a completely different medal. It was like round metal with little like spearheads coming off of it because it was a founder's race. Nice. So I got like my first Spartan medal wasn't even a real Spartan medal. I'm like, I mean, it was, but it was a different. I'm like, what's this? This isn't the medal that I saw on the website. <laughs> yeah. But it was, though, oh know? yeah. But it was one of those things for me. It was like, cause they said, you know, 13 plus when we saw mile mm-hmm. markers, 17, we're like, I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> Somebody's going I to know, die. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, yeah. Uh, I've given up on, and I don't ever want to hear someone say you're almost there. Either. Oh, yeah. I'm like, can you just tell people not to say that at the end? That's my that's my biggest joke when I'm doing a Spartan race is every time I see a volunteer, I'm like, I'm almost there, right? Because I think it was, <laughs> I think it was that race really was. Say that and you're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? It was like Montana. I think the first volunteer I saw was like, you're almost there. I'm like, I can still see the start line. Shut up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they tell him to say that. I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know. I haven't volunteer yet, so. Yeah, that was just, they, they killed me. Hilarious. Like, you're almost yeah. there. I'm like, I can still see the start line. I know you're full of shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, um, I have to get going here. I've got yeah. to um, get ready for my weekend. I'm going to go right. sell a bunch of houses, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yay. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Yay. well, it has been um, fun talking to you. Is there anything you want to say in closing? And that's just it. And Don't focus. Nothing. No one can ever take it away from you when you accomplish that. And you know, you're just—it's just so worth it. Oh, it is. So. And don't focus on what you can't. Focus on what you can. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because there's—I guarantee you there's something out there on that course that you're going to rock every time. Yeah. And it's going to be one of those things. So, to, if you focus on what you can do, eventually, what you think you can't do, you can. Will become your friend. 
Yeah, it'll become your friend, and suddenly what you told yourself you can't do, suddenly you can. So, yeah, yeah it's... Yeah, and if you want to be surrounded by inspiring great people, then, you know, Spartan Racing, Obstacle Course Racing is the place to be. Yep, get out there. Get out there and have yep. fun. Yep, and how deep? Balls deep. <laughs> Balls deep. Yep. All right, thanks, Mike. All right, thank you. See you guys in Seattle. Yep, see you in Seattle. Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at Beast